I want to talk about your next. Because Lord is so good and his mercy endures forever. I want to talk about your next. Next is such an important thing because you have a next. You have a next. There's a reason. You see, this is, listen carefully. Mark Twain said, the two most important days of your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered the reason you were born. I think it's such a powerful statement because it talks about our next. It talks about the fact that you have a next. You have a next. See, you have a reason. You have a reason. You have, first of all, you have, a, you, you, you have a born and you have a reason because you, you, you're alive. I mean, maybe you want to look at the person next to you and see if they still are alive, but you're alive. So, so, so you're born. You're, you're a living being. You are living. And, and statistically, you, you're kind of one of the, one of the chosen. Because not everybody makes it to where you are. So you're, there's a definite in this house here right now is that, that, that you have a born. You are born. But something happens which is more important than you were born is the discovery of the reason. Because when we discover reason, there's something powerful about reason. Having a reason. There's a reason for you. How many people live their lives with a question mark on their heads? You know? It's like, why? What? Why? Who? Who do I belong to? We have a next. We have a next. In fact, we have a generation of people that we can't see. And those are the generation of people that have gone before us who witness, who testify. Well, again, I'm waiting for your next. You know, there's always that next step. What's the next step? in order for me to kind of find. You know, in Grow Track we have, um, you know, how to discover your purpose. The reason for that is because we want you to find your next. So when you discover your gift, when you discover your unique personality, your fingerprint, you know, your DNA, the, the, the next, you realize, like, I have a next. I have a next. And I've been thinking about the statement that Mark Twain made. I, I think it's really, really a powerful statement. The two most important days of your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. Now, maybe some of you are sitting here this morning saying, he is not quoting from Scripture yet. I remember preaching a sermon in, 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 in one of the churches that I pastored. And um, I remember uh, preaching this powerful message, and this, um, this Philistine, <laughs> this Philistine came up to me after the meeting, all religious, 
and full of faith. And he said to me, I loved the meeting. I thought it was so brilliant. There was only one problem. You never prayed in the beginning of the, of you, before you preached. I thought, you missed it, bro. You actually missed the point altogether. I mean, if I haven't prayed before I got up to preach, in fact, if I haven't prayed before I started preparing the message, in fact, if I haven't prayed before I kind of realized that this is, is what I do for God, it's like, hello, we've missed the point altogether. So kind of, you know, that's just like a little bit of a commercial in-between there. So, 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 so this is a powerful statement because there's something in it. And it triggers faith. And I said to the guys, and in fact was confirmed this morning with Carla, I said, we need to stir faith. You know, we, we've got a, we've got a, uh, uh, you, you, you've seen the little hashtag up there. What does it say? Hashtag? September 19. There's a, there's, the, there's a conversation piece right there. What the heck does that mean? That means that we have a born and we have a, hello? We have a next. We have a born. And we have a reason. We have a next. I want to talk about that this morning. And I'm going to use scripture. Because I can. Because this, this statement here is, is, is a statement about our reason, the reason we exist. Because, it, it, you know, I mean, every, every mother that's given birth to a child, it's like, wow, that's so significant. You have a birthday. We're celebrating Candace's birthday, a birthday on Monday. Make sure you get her a gift. Can I see that hand? Yeah, and buy an expensive gift. Don't buy cheapy. Don't go like, you know. Buy. Buy a nice gift. I'm sure you buy nice gifts, right, for people. Because we're generous. We love. So do that. So, but that's because we have a born. And it's amazing that kind of babies, when babies are born, babies are, 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 are the most ugliest things you've ever seen in your life. The day they're born. The, the, the moment they're born, they're ugly. That's a fact. It is a fact. You were ugly the day you were born. The day I was born, I was ugly. Hey, you, you've, been, you, 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 you've been in a sack for nine months. You are squashed because you're growing. You're wrinkled like E.T. You know the extraterrestrial? You remember the movie E.T. Go Home? You look just like that. Your head is squashed. In fact, some, some heads are like, you look like an alien. Your parents want to go like, your mother wants to put him back. Put him back in his shopping home. <laughs> no, but you're born. And you know, when you're born, it, it doesn't matter how ugly you are. Man, you, you, you're born. It's something to celebrate. Because it's life. That's the miracle. That's the power. 
So, so, so it's a significant day, and you must celebrate your birthday. But you know, we, 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 we are the few privileged. Because we're still alive. Because we made it. We made it past day one. But that's the next part of the discovery. Because that, that born becomes a reality and becomes so personal and so powerful when we discover why. How many thinking about this? And as I was being reflecting on this, I, I, I thought about Moses. And, uh, you know, you can find the story of Moses in, in, in the book of Exodus, chapter 1. You can start reading about the story of Moses. Really, really interesting. But if you want to find, find like a, a bullet point, brilliant kind of breakdown from beginning to end of Moses, you, you find it in Acts chapter 7. And it's Stephen, and Stephen is an amazing guy because Stephen was a guy who was born, <laughs> and then he got executed after he preached his first sermon. Imagine you go to Bible school, you get yourself all ready, you go to seminary, you're like so cool, you're so, you're so pumped for this thing, right? You have your first opportunity to preach, you know, kind of talk about Robin doing the, the, you know, the, the offering message, Ethan, you know, you get up here, it's your first time to preach, and we just take you out. Afterwards, we take you outside, we stone you to death, it's finished, it's done. <laughs> you made it. Well, that's what happened to Stephen. But, but the, the fact is, it's, it's like, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of preachers, you know, when we kind of, when we read the story of Stephen's account of, we, we kind of go, why did you go there? I mean, what, couldn't you find something more motivational, you know, for goodness sake? Dude, why did you go and give a whole history? No, it's important because he's kind of talking about Jesus. He's talking about the one that, that, that you've just crucified, you just messed up. But you no, there's part of a bigger plan because there were people who were born. And they were born for a reason. And you see, Jesus came with a reason and you crucified him. That's the gist of his message. So he, but, but he talks about Moses because I started to reflect on, on the life of Moses with this thing of next, this thing of, of, of reason. We were born... But it becomes so powerful when we discover the reality and the reason behind why we are born. Otherwise, we're just, we just kind of going through the motions. It doesn't matter how wealthy we are. It doesn't matter where we come from, who we belong to. It doesn't matter. No, no the fact is when we discover who and why, it is powerful. It's life-changing. And for Moses, it was like that. And so, so Stephen... You know, he didn't write Acts, by the way. Uh, he, he does write a letter, kind of, you, you find, you, you, you know, he, no, he doesn't write a letter. I'm lying to you. He doesn't write a letter. James wrote a letter, the brother of Jesus. But anyway, and that's another story for another day. Anyway. <laughs> so, but he has a story. He has a story. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Why are you looking at me like that? See, I love these guys too much. But yes, l listen, listen to this, because it's very interesting. Because the, the, the way Stephen describes the story of Moses, it kind of helps us to understand the reality of his birth and then the reason behind it. And it helps us to understand and take a hold of the fact that we have a next. And, and there are people waiting for us to step into the next to take that next so that we can discover 
our destiny and discover, well, discover our purpose so that we can kind of move into our destiny. Yeah? This is, this, you have a reason, and that reason is going to impact so many other people, it, it, it will blow your mind. It will, it, it will change your life forever. And so, so Moses is this, this character, and I realize like, like this. So Moses, Moses is born, Moses has a reason, but Moses is born and Moses has to discover the reason. Because you've got to discover it. So, so, so when Moses is born, he's born at a time where he's not supposed to survive. Because kind of, there's a generation that, that, that has just died. And uh, that generation found themselves in, in, in Egypt. And, uh, you know, there was a little brother called Joseph who had a dream. God gave Joseph this dream about the future. And next minute, kind of Joseph and all his siblings, who are now a massive nation, a massive tribe, you know, find themselves in Egypt, and they find themselves in the lap of luxury, and they're kind of growing, and they're multiplying, and they are huge, and everything is going good. And, 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 and when life is going well, you, you kind of forget about the journey. You, forget, you, you, you tend to forget, you know? And so this is basically what happens. And so, but all good things come to an end, and Joseph dies, and all his brothers die, and that whole generation passes away. And so a new Pharaoh talks about the fact that a new Pharaoh, even, even the old Pharaoh that hung out with Joseph, that loved Joseph, that treated Joseph like a son, even, even that Pharaoh passed away eventually because, because it needed to be like that. and You don't live forever, and that's just the way it is because he had discovered his born and his, his reason. You know, even Pharaoh understood his reason. And so kind of there we go. And, and, and so he dies, and, and a new Pharaoh Raised, you know, is, is raised up to the throne. And, and that Pharaoh doesn't know that his, his father, Pharaoh, kind of had treated this nation, this massive group of people, millions of them. It's like that he had favored them so much. So that wasn't even handed down. But Moses is born in, into the midst of a very bad time because this Pharaoh, he reckons this is the problem because this is a big nation, it's a powerful nation, and if they turn against us, we'll, we'll be in trouble. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. Because I notice that they're very fruitful. I notice that they have sons like you can't believe. So in order to stop that process, you know, we can go, we can kill all the fathers, we can do all that, but let's not do that because that would be a major problem. So what we'll do is we'll stop all newborn babies, all boys, all boys, we just, when they, the, the, the day they're born, let them die. And that's a decree he puts out. He says, just, says to the midwives, the day they're born, so the moment they come out of the birth canal, the, mo- the moment the water, the moment that baby comes out, the moment, if it's a boy, you just put him aside. Don't kill him, just put him aside and let him die. Infant side. It's, it's a terrible, a terrible thing. So, so Moses is born into that. And when Moses is born into that, his mother sees something, and, 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 and Stephen kind of, you know, he, he highlights this in, 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 in his sermon in Acts. It's really, really amazing. So like, he, he, highlights, he highlights it. The mother sees this little boy and she can, he, you know, E.T., you are so beautiful. He's, she she, she recognizes there's something beautiful about your born. 
The fact that you are born. There's something beautiful about this, and I can't just put you aside. I can't. Be, and in that, even the midwives, the, the, mid, the, the midwives recognized something. They decided, actually, we can't put this boy aside because the mother said, no, 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 sorry, I cannot. I cannot give up this. I cannot give up this child. There's something about him. There's something about he's born in the midst of this very devastating time. Uh, I can't allow this to happen for him. And so she hides him. And she can only hide him to a point because he's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and eventually kind of someone's going to understand that there's a little Jewish boy hanging around who shouldn't be hanging around because all the Jewish boys that died who have been given birth to. I mean, it's like devastating, right? But Moses has a born. He has a, he has a day that is significant because God remembered God had remembered, and, and, and Stephen highlights the reality of this, that God had made a promise to Abraham. And God had said to Abraham that, that, that this nation would be in bondage for 400 years, and for 400 years they would be held captive by the Egyptians. And they would be punished because they disobeyed God, and so on and so on and so on. No, 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 that's the story for another day. But, but, but you see... Moses is born not just because he's born. He's born because there's a reason for his birth. And even in the midst of the most adverse circumstances, he's not allowed to die because God's saying, no, no, I'm giving you permission to be born in the midst of trouble. And, and, and even though the world is saying, you shouldn't be alive, you are alive. Because God has a plan. And so Moses is, is, is born into the situation. So his mother, you know, when he's of a certain age, reckons, I, you know, I, the only thing I can do to Moses right now is abandon him to the plan. So, 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 so the best way to deal with this is I'm not going to leave him here in the bush so he can, he, he can kind of try and fend for himself and eventually die. So what I will do is I, I'll put him in a little basket. I'll make a little, little boat for him. And, and, and she, she makes a little boat and she puts him in the basket and she covers it all up. And she says, this is the best way to deal with it. Let me ship him into the, right into Pharaoh's house. Let me, let, let, you know, let me kind of like you know, send it by take a lot. Straight to your door, you know. Down the Nile River, this little kid. I find that fascinating, you know. Let's, no, no, you th you're thinking, you're like, let's take him to a nephew. Let's, uh, let's take him to a cousin. Let's take it to, to, to someone in a foreign land. Let's, let's, let's do something. No, she decides, send him to Egypt because that's God's plan. Because he's born, he's born with a, with a plan in mind. He's born with, 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 with a next in mind. There's a next step for Moses. He doesn't even know it yet because he's, he, he, he's still a little infant. He, he's a baby. And so the sister is waiting on the, on, on the wings, and she's watching all of this as Moses is shipped down the Nile River. And as he's shipped down the Nile River, the next minute what happens is that Pharaoh's daughter comes down to have a bath, which she normally does at this time of the day, and she's got all the servants there, and all this, there's a big commotion because she's going to have a bath now. It's going to be a princess. It's going to have a bath. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And the next minute, the other comes this little basket and everything, and she thinks, oh, you a lovely little gift for me. She opens it up, and there's a baby inside. Cuckoo, she realized this is a Jewish baby. You know why she knew it was a Jewish baby? Because it didn't look like an Egyptian baby. Because a Jewish baby and an Egyptian baby look different. Hello. 
I mean, I always find it quite interesting when, the, when, when, they, when Hollywood makes a kind of a picture of, of, uh, of Jesus. It's almost like a Richard Gere with long hair. You know? Have you seen Jew, a Jewish man's long hair? It's curly. Why, why, why in all the movies Jesus never had curly hair? Did he have a straightener or what? <laughs> it's like, no, I mean, for goodness sake. No, so anyway, so he has a baby. I don't want to miss the story here. So, so, so he has a baby. She recognizes it's a Jewish baby. It's a Jewish baby. It's a big baby. It's a Jewish baby. It's a beautiful baby. Stephen. Stephen tells us, beautiful baby. The mother saw it, beautiful baby. She, he's a beautiful baby. So, 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 so Pharaoh's daughter sees this baby and says, hey, you know what? I know my father said all Jewish boys should die. Hey, but this boy, yes, he survived. There must be a reason for that. There must be a reason. There must be a reason why the mother who gave birth to this baby has sent him to me. There must be a reason. There must be a reason that he's that she shipped him down the, down the Nile River towards where I'm going to bath. There must be a reason. It can't be that, hey, she must have known. Because, yeah, on the banks of the river, where the princess normally baths, there's the sister of Moses. She's checking it out. She's going to... Pharaoh's daughter picks up the baby, oh, all excited, you know, hang on. Servants, we must do something. We must look out next minute at the sisters. The sisters, I've got a plan for you. I tell you what I can do. You know what? Because this is a Hebrew baby. Because this is a Jewish baby. This is a Hebrew baby. I tell you what I can do. I'll go and get the Hebrew mother. And I'll get them. Forget about your servants, man. Because there's a plan. There's a reason. So I tell you what I'll do. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go get a Hebrew mom. And I'll bring them a Hebrew mother. And the Hebrew mother will raise up this little baby for you. How's that? And so, it's a no-brainer. So, Pharaoh's daughter goes, great, fetches baby, <laughs> doesn't fetch baby, fetches mommy. So, Moses' mother comes on the scene, and Moses' mother now gets put into a five-star hotel, and she's in a situation where she can now look after baby Moses for the next couple of months. Until he's strong enough, until he's loved enough. You know those formidable years, those important first couple of months, how important is the connection point until that connection is kind of set within and then she's ready to kind of, you can adopt him now. Because you see, he's born and he's born for a reason. He's not just born, he's born for a reason. And then it's like interesting because now he's adopted. He's adopted by Pharaoh. So Pharaoh adopts him. I find that fascinating. He gets adopted. He gets put in the best schools. He gets educated by the best education. In fact, he becomes the prince of Egypt. He's such a powerful young man. And then one day, as a young man, he kind of like, he gets a feeling. He thinks, hey, let me go check on my brothers. You know, now when he talks about brother, when I talk about brothers, I'm talking like if I'm saying Hilton's my brother, you know, my brother in the Lord. 
my brother. So he's saying, let me go check on my Hebrew brothers. Because Moses knows that he's a, he's a Jew. Because how does he know that he's a Jew? Because he looks like a Jew. His hair would have been shaved short. He would, have, he would have had the Egyptian hairstyle, you know? But anyway, he'd have that, he had all the gold, he'd have all those, all those things. But he looked like a Jew, he didn't even have the eyeliner. But he looked like a Jew, man. So, he, so, so, so Pharaoh knows this. Moses knows that he's a Jew. So he goes. And he's checking on his brothers. His fellow Hebrew brothers. And you know what he finds with his fellow he, he says, hey, this is, they've been treated badly. In fact, they, they came through a hard, hard time. I didn't realize it was as bad. I mean, he's, he comes from Pharaoh's household. You think he didn't know. But, I mean, he knew. It's like all of a sudden, all of a sudden he realizes this is a huge problem. And then he sees that one of the Egyptian bosses are kind of mistreating and kind of treating his fellow Hebrew brother. You go, enough's enough. See, something switches. And reason kicks in. His birth is, you know, hey, I'm born. But hey, now all of a sudden there's a reason. A reason kicks in. And you know what he does? He kills the Egyptian. And James, I keep on saying James. Stephen tells us, as he's preaching to the Jews, Stephen in his account, he, he, he tells us, this is what happens. It's crazy. Something's triggered on the inside. And when he comes back the next day, he finds two of his Jewish friends, or his, two of his Jewish brothers arguing, and he goes to his Jewish brothers and he says, guys, 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 don't you get it? We shouldn't be doing it like this. And they say, who are you to judge us? Who are you? Are you going to kill us too? And you know what Moses does? He runs away. Because, because something's triggered. And he decides, you know, I've got to get away from this. Because sometimes when the call of God comes upon you, sometimes when you start to recognize and realize, hey, there's something more. I have a next. There's something more. There's something bigger. You, start, you decide, actually, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm running away from it. How many people do that? How many, how many of us do that? We run away from God. And we go, okay, you know what? I'm not interested. I do not want to know about that. God, that's too big for me. I don't care about that. I'm not interested. And you run away. And that's exactly what Moses did. He ran away. And this is the beautiful thing about it. He thought he was running away. But instead of running away from God, he was running smack bang into the middle of God's plan. Because he's a person of reason. He's born, but he's born with a reason. He has a next. And he has to recognize that there's a next and he needs to step into the next. And he finds himself at a well. And when he finds himself at a well, he finds himself with a wife. He's in Midian. And when he finds himself with a wife, he finds himself with two sons. And he finds himself with a career. And he finds himself with a house and a car. And, and all the perks and everything else and a Rolex watch, maybe. He finds himself in the lap of luxury and everything is going good. 
And as a businessman for his father-in-law and his father's enterprise, he's kind of looking after his father's sheep. And one day he goes into the desert into a spot where he normally goes and he loves to go there because he can find some peace and quiet and it's a good place to feed the sheep. And there's not enough wolves there. There's, you know, there's not too many wolves there, not too many bears there, not too many problems there. And so he goes there and he hides out there and he likes it there and he encounters God. Because there's a bush that's burning and God calls him in the midst of the bush and, and, and Stephen and James... James should have written this. James, you should have written this. And so what happens is that, forgive me, Father. You know what I mean? So, so James, gee, ah, manda. So anyway, so what happens is, 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 is that God calls him from the midst of this burning bush. And God starts to speak to him about his next. God says to him, you know, you... You, you weren't supposed to survive, but I said, be born. And I said, be born, because Stephen explains it very, very beautifully. Because, because you, see, you see, he is now 40 years of age. And as a 40-year-old man, he kind of realizes, whoa, now's the time. God calls him and he says, oh, Moses, I want you to understand something. I want you to understand something. 400 years, I remember now. I remember I made a promise. I made a promise to Abraham. And 400 years have passed. And the 400 years have passed because you needed to be born. And because you needed to be born, you needed to kill the Egyptian. And you needed to kill the Egyptian. Not that I agree with killing. But because you killed the Egyptian, you had to run away. And you thought you were running away from me. But no, you were running smack bang into my plan. Because my plan was to get you here to this point so that you could you could discover your next. And you could discover your reason. And he goes through the whole story. It's like amazing. God says to him, he says, hey, I've seen. I mean, I've heard, first of all, I've heard the prayers. I've seen the misery. I've seen the, 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 the suffering. I've seen and I've come down. I've come down to rescue them. And the good news, <laughs> I'm sending you. Because that's the plan. That's your reason. You have a reason. I'm sending you. But, but what about me? Me? I can't. How am I? Oh, you know, he tries to make all the excuses. God, no, 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 no. Through you. Through you, I will do the most powerful stuff. In fact, I mean, I'll just read this one little portion. This one little portion that God says to him. I mean, he says, he says, he says this. He says, look, listen. He says, I'm sending you back to Egypt. So God sent back the same man his people had previously rejected when they demanded, who made you ruler and judge over us? Through the angel who appeared to him in the burning bush, God sent Moses to be their ruler and savior. And listen to this. And by means of many wonders and miraculous signs, he led them out of Egypt through the Red Sea and through the wilderness for 40 years. He was born, and he was born for a reason. And he found his reason. And you know the thing is that Moses disqualified himself. He disqualified himself Right in the beginning, after they crossed the Red Sea, he disqualified himself almost on the first day that they were crossed there because they had run out of there. They didn't know where they were going to get water. And he disqualified himself. 
from going to the promised land because he struck the rock. He got angry with God. He got angry with the plan of God. He got angry and frustrated with God, and he struck the rock instead of speaking to it, instead of using that which God had put in his hand. But you know what? He pursued. He decided from that moment onwards, I, I, I know my reason. And because of my reason, I will pursue this. And I will pursue this with one thing and one goal in mind. To get Israel to the place where they're ready to cross over. The Jordan River. To get Israel to the place where they've discovered who God is. Where they know that this one true living God has appeared to me. Is appearing to them. That there's a bigger future in mind. And that bigger future involves you and me who are sitting in this building here, right here, right now. There's a born two most important days on planet Earth. The day you're born and the day you discover the reason why. The day Moses discovered the reason why he was born changed the game forever. And that messes up the enemy's mind. The devil hates that. The devil does not want you to get that. He doesn't want you to understand that. There's a passage of Scripture in Isaiah chapter 60. I think it's verse 1. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. I want you to get this picture. I want you to try and understand. We all know when Jesus was born. So he had a born, Jesus was born. You know what I find fascinating? The, 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 the day Jesus was born, Satan tried to kill him. From, Satan tried to kill him. And then when Jesus was 30, Satan tried to get Jesus to give over his right. In, this, in, in the wilderness, remember? So, 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 so the devil tried to kill him right from the word go. You see, because, because arise, shine, your light has come. So when Jesus was born, can you remember there was a light? There was a light that followed in the glory of God. What, you know, astrologers and astronomers and, 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 and scientists and people of great understanding. I've tried to figure out what that, was it a comet? Was it a, you know, what was it? Was it a special glow? What was it? No, you'll never, no, it was just the glory of God. It was just, it was just the light of His glory. It was the light of Jesus shining in a dark world. A light has shined in darkness, and, and a light has shined, and when that light shines, boom! The devil goes, ah! Because the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Because you're born, and you're born with a reason, in God. You see, here's, here's the thing. The day you were born again, the day you gave your life. You see, you, you, you had a physical born, Zama. You had a physical born. <laughs> but you're born with a reason. And the day you, the day you gave your life to Christ, what, what, can you remember the date? How old were you? 16. 16. That's a year ago, eh? <laughs> gotcha. No, no, anyway. 16. So, 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 so Zana had a born. She was born. But then at 16, something happened. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. That's, that's what happens there. You see, what happens, what happens is that the, the moment you say, Jesus, Jesus, I need, come into my life. Be my Lord and say, Jesus, I recognize, I, I've had the encounter, like Moses had the encounter. I recognize 
I'm born, I'm born with a reason. I recognize it's all about you. I recognize it. Come into my... Because let me just tell you, the only people who could see that light with Jesus was the shepherds. Not everybody could see that light. It was only the shepherds that could see it because they were seen into a spiritual dimension. They were seen into another dimension. They were seeing what God wanted them to see because a light had shined. When you are born again, your light begins to shine because you're dead before that. Your spirit is gone. Your, 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 your sin separated us from the love of God. Our spirit is dead. But you're born again, so your spirit is alive. Flesh gives birth to flesh, spirit gives birth to spirit. That's what Jesus said. And so now, all of a sudden, you're born again. Your light begins to shine. And that's what the devil wants to stop. Because he understands if he gets the reason, they're going to understand the reason. And if they get the reason, they're going to take their next. And if they take their next, we're in trouble. Because your next could be about releasing the next. Your next could be, be, be about releasing your sister or your mother or your brother or your friend. Hello. And that's what the devil hates. And that's why he wants to stop you at every single, every single turn. He wants to stop you from finding your next because your light has risen. I'm here to encourage you today. I'm here to stir you today. You have a born. And you have a born again. Because you have a reason. And that reason is in God. It may have taken Moses 40 years, but he found it. Zama took it until she was 16. And maybe you haven't discovered it all yet. But you're on a journey. It's your next. Don't miss out on the next. The Bible tells us, and I close with this one verse. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. As for us, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. As for us, this is Paul writing. He's talking about the Christians who are with him. He's talking about Luke, Dr. Luke, who was his companion in the ministry, in preaching the good news of the gospel to all of those around. He's saying, as for us, as for us, as for us Christians here, as for us who are running this race, as for us who have found our next in this, as for us who are born again, as for us who had a, had a born and now we, 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 we understand the reason for that born. As for us, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us in the clouds. And he's talking about the answer. He's talking about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Moses and all the others. He said, as for us, as for us who are now, we know that there's going to be a next. We know that there's a next generation that's coming and they're going to, they're going to discover their next. They're going to discover their next move in Jesus. They're going to discover their next 
part in Jesus' life, they're going to find their next, their next, their next. Maybe you are full of depression, you're going to find your next in Jesus. Maybe you're, 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 you're full of poverty, you're going to find your next in Jesus. Maybe you are sick, you're going to find your next in Jesus. Maybe you are unhappy, you're going to find your next in Jesus. Because there's a next, and that's what Paul is saying. That's what he's saying. He's, there's a great cloud of witnesses that are saying, hey guys, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't stop now. Don't stop now, because you have a born, and you have a next. And we're expecting you to step into that, so you can realize, you can realize that you have you have it. When you realize that, it becomes the most significant day on planet Earth. I think the most important day of my life is the day I was born. But greater than that is the day I discovered that I'm a child of the living God and that I have a next. Next. 